Welcome back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920 The Answer. My name is Cleve Gaddis. Thank you so much for listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio. Don't forget, we want to connect with you, and it's easy. Go to gogaddisradio.com. You can ask questions. You can make comments. You can push back. You can share your ideas. Request your neighborhood be featured in our neighborhood spotlight, and you can subscribe to our podcast. It is my pleasure to welcome back a distinguished guest that we've had so many times on the show, but we have not had you on in months and months, Michael. And I apologize for that oversight, but we've got Michael Crew, who is the president and CEO of uh, Homeowner Management Services, Inc. Michael, you and I met one another, not necessarily in a professional environment, because you and I were both working with the same Association of Homeowners Associations, helping educate and train and all of that kind of stuff. But I've gotten to know you through the years, and you've got an amazing rep- reputation. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you so much, Cleve. It's good to be back. I am starting to hear, if you don't mind us jumping right into it, I'm starting to hear some uh, some uh, fussing in the state yeah. of Georgia uh, about homeowner association dues going up really quite significantly. So I'd like to talk about that. I would assume that early in the year is when they start to change the assessments or whatever the, the, the assessments are. But but give me your feedback on this. Cleve, well, you hit, you hit the nail on the head about when they change. You know, most, uh, when we talk about homeowners, we'll be referring to homeowners in single-family homes, condominiums, townhomes. They're all kind of in the same because there, there, okay. there's three different associations in Georgia, right? There's, there's homeowners, homeowners associations, property owners associations, and condo associations. Did, yes. I, did I get that right? Okay. So yes. regardless of what type of association someone is a member of or part of, what we're going to talk about pertains to them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, so all those organizations, they set an annual budget. Yep. And almost almost all of them use a calendar year as their fiscal year. Okay. So they pay the same amount if they're a condominium or a townhome, they pay the same amount every month. If they're a single family home association, they might make one big payment in January or February, or they might pay quarterly maybe, but most HOAs don't pay monthly. Right. So uh, so they only see their budget in change when the board sets a new budget and puts it into effect in January. That's why you're hearing the grousing now. They all got bills in December or they're getting them this month and they're going up. And in some cases, they're going up a lot. They're going up 25 percent and people are shocked and they want to know why. Why is this happening? Yeah. And so so even if invoices had been increasing throughout 2022, in many cases, they don't really have a mechanism for fixing that. So I'm guessing that's what you're saying, that's, which means that's exactly the, what the problem is. And, and so if I'm just making this up, but let's just say you had an association where the dues were, let's call it 200 bucks a month. It could be that they really only need to go up 20 a month to solve the forward going pricing problem. But the issue is they've got a deficit from the past that they have to make up kind of like an escrow account on the mortgage. Is that correct? Well, they're getting, there's a double whammy, actually. You, you've got the issue you just laid out, which has also got the issue of the board sets a budget for the following year. And they generally do that in on August, September, October timeframe. Yep. Okay. So that budget reflects increases that the board learned about during the course of the year. Right. The landscaper charges more, the insurance charges more. Okay. So they have to put that into the budget. And then they also have to be looking forward and saying, well, you know, we haven't seen our insurance yet, or we haven't seen our, you know, our water bills yet, and they're going to be more next year too. So they're catching up for last year's increases. 
and they're planning for next year's increases, and it's all hitting in January. And I would assume that it is just all inflation-related. It's just like when I go to the grocery store now. Every time I stand in the line at the grocery store and the grocery, the, 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 the total of my grocery bill comes out, it, it is always like 50 or 60 or $70 more than I expect yeah. it to be. And I, I assume what you're saying is just the cost of everything, the cost of gasoline, the cost of services, the cost of materials, the, certainly the insurance cost, because now the replacement cost of everything has skyrocketed. It's just everything's just going up across the board. Everything's going up. There was a lot of inflation last summer. It's kind of tapered off now, but nonetheless, those increased costs got built into the cost of products and services, uh, and uh, it's become a, a, a pretty big nut. It, it's interesting. You randomly picked 200. Yeah. I talked to somebody the other day. Their monthly townhome fees uh, went up by $50. They went from 175 to 225 and they were shocked. Shocked. And, uh, you know, you get, I mean, you get a big end price increase on your building insurance. You, it's not something you can ignore. You got to pay it. Well, I mean, you got to have insurance. You got to have insurance. And I would guess that the default position of many homeowners or townhome or condo owners is to blame the board, meaning I would assume their default position is to go, hey, you guys didn't manage this stuff correctly, and so it's your fault. I, and I hate to just throw everybody in the same pot there, but I think yeah. that's kind of the normal first reaction. But what advice would you have, Michael, not for a board, but for a homeowner, a member of an association, what advice would you give them to be able to look in to see, hey, is this something we've got to do no matter what, meaning if I was on the board, I'd have to make the same decision? Do you have any recommendations? Well, I, I can almost guarantee you, when they're not involved, when the homeowner's not involved, they do not really understand the dynamics of what's going on. You know, it's dri driving from the back seat always looks a lot easier when you're not operating the pedals. You can't see them. Of course it is. Mm -hmm. So uh, so the, there's a few things a homeowners can do, okay? They can get involved in their neighborhood, and they should be getting involved. Okay? Yeah. They should find out when their community board holds their board meeting. Okay. Typically, they're monthly. They might be quarterly. And they should ask to attend them, or at a minimum, they should ask for the minutes for the meeting and keep track of what's going on. Uh, all associations, I'm going to say all, all are supposed to produce financial reports, profit and loss statement, a balance sheet every month. The homeowners should be asked. Should be able to those. get those. They're, entitled, they're they're absolutely entitled to see those financial statements, and they can see what's going on. They, you know. Uh, if they're reading the board minutes and the and there was a big landscape increase cost in August, it was in the minutes and it's going to show up in the budget in January and they'll know it's coming at least. And more than likely in the minutes, an explanation of the, the, the difference in charges might show up there as well. So if you want to know exactly what the board received and experienced, the minutes should, should give you that. So they're entitled so to see they're entitled to see the monthly minutes for every board meeting or however often they happen yeah. they're entitled to financials on a regular basis sounds like monthly um I, I do some coaching in a business world it's sometimes hard to get people to do financials on a monthly basis so i'm, I'm going maybe they don't all do that and then i would assume um they can take a look at the budget every member of the association yes. can see the the last year's budget this coming year's budget actually they were probably sent the budget either in the december or january time frame because most associations' bylaws require that the board publish the budget to the membership. So yeah, they yeah. should definitely be getting that. If the somebody, other thing oh, homeowners should do is their expectations should be set properly. Uh, assessments, dues, assessments, they should go up every year some amount. 
And when I see associations that don't increase their assessments year after year after year, all they're doing is they're just delaying the inevitable. Kicking the, later, kicking the can down the road. Sooner or later, instead of $5 a month, it's going to be $50 a month because yep. they put it off. Yep, absolutely. If somebody wanted to reach you, Michael, if they were a member of a, a homeowners association or condo association or property owners, and they wanted to look at maybe switching management companies, how, how would they reach you? Well, there's a couple things they could do. They can call our office. Uh, phone number is, can I do that? Sure, please. 770-667-0595. Okay. That's our office. And the reason I suggest they call our office because they would normally talk to our marketing director, but if she's not in, uh, one of the other executives could talk to them. So Wonderful. That might be a good thing. They can go to our website. They're website savvy, www.hms-inc.net. Uh, and there's a contact form. There's a request for a proposal form. They fill those out and uh, someone will be getting back to them that day or the next day. Perfect. Perfect. I love that. Hey, we've only got about two and a half minutes left in the segment. I'm surprised we took that much time on the one subject, but it is so important and it's all over the place uh, right now. Real quickly, I know there is a uh, there is a looming crisis coming in terms of lake lake maintenance. And and to be specific, what we're really talking about is the maintenance of the dams that holds the water in place. Uh, Let's Uh, take the last couple minutes and talk about that. Yeah, let me just quickly mention this. The thing that set me off about this was uh, Atlanta Magazine, have to give credit where credit's due, Atlanta Magazine ran an article about dams in the state of Georgia. And and we've always, know, our industry's always known it's a problem, but the the person who wrote the article uh, really outlined the problem well. And fundamentally, there are more dams in Georgia than there are any place else in the country almost. Wow. I mean, we got a lot of them. Uh, like 5,500, 5,500 dams. Wow. And it turns out that 500 of them are on the uh, uh, intensive care list, I guess is what you would <laughs> They're say. They're in the ICU? They not well. Wow. They are not well, and they should be in the hospital somewhere getting worked on. Wow. Okay? And they're not being worked on. Okay, They're being ignored, uh, and, and this is the really bad part about it. Associations don't fund to repair dams because they have 58-year lifespan. So they don't set money aside for them. And even if they did, the numbers are horrendous. Okay, uh, It's not uncommon to spend a million dollars to repair a dam. And when you go to a neighborhood and start talking about, we have to come up with a million dollars, that's a big funding problem. That's a big deal. That's a big, big deal. And so, so it, it if, sounds so like... If you, one last thing, yes. if I may. If you live in a neighborhood, you ought to find out if there's a dam there. That, that, that the HOA is responsible. wrapped around about, yep. about where we are and what's going to happen in the future. And it sounds to me like the only solution is to make sure that they have a vehicle for making up for any funding that has not been set aside in the past and then figure out one fifty-eighth of what it costs to maintain that dam over the next 58 years and collect it every yep. single year. Michael, I, thank you I, so I, much. I think they need to. Thank you so much for coming back. Will you come back soon? Uh, anytime you'd like. Thank, just... thank, thank you very much. We're going to take a quick Drop break now. The question is, can a closing delay throw an entire real estate sale off track? And it could be that Lana's Old Fourth Board Distillery is going to be in new hands in the month of February. We've got those subjects and more. Stick with us. We'll be back. 